Welcome to the Passive Sticks Podcast Deep Dive episode where we cover a game or a console in depth. And this week we are covering the Super Nintendo, which dropped 30 years ago. Joining me as always is Tsunami Wave. I'm, of course, I'm your host, Jay yes, Brown. What's, what's going on, brother? <laughs> uh, man, I'm doing good, man. This is uh, our second deep dive, you know. Yes, yes. Uh, a little bit, a little bit jet lagged from work. <laughs> Not fair. <laughs> I'm faking. Not fair. Get on jet. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm feeling excited, man. Let's let's get to it. They're gonna be at home, like what the hell? He do for work, man. Like <laughs> jet lag. Like, podcast ain't doing that good. <laughs> oh man, yo. So if you didn't catch the first one, which go back and listen to it. If you did. We kind of break down the uh, deep dives into. Um, I think about four or five sections for this one in particular because it's a console. We're going to start off with just our first thoughts, like when we first got it and what memories we have playing it. And then from there, we'll get into the background of the Super Nintendo. And then, of course, like who made it. Uh, and then from there, we'll get into like what games, what games that dropped on launch day. What are some of the classic games from there? And then we'll touch upon what was changed with the console, like whether and like what was left off, what uh, peripherals and stuff it came with. And then at the end, we'll talk about the reception and then we'll close it out with just like the legacy of it. Like what's the lasting legacy. So with that said, you ready to start, bro? Let's get it. All right, let's get it, man. Super Nintendo, if you don't know, it dropped in 1991. It actually dropped specifically on August 13th, 1991. And. So the console predates me by two years, but I put in a lot of time with this console. I, I remember playing Donkey Kong Country. I remember playing Super Mario World, a lot of the games. Now, I majority of this took place either during or after the 64. Because mm-hmm. just like just because at that time was when I first like started to fall in love with like the retro consoles. And at that time, this was probably like five, six, seven, eight, nine years old at the time now it's 30 which is ridiculous you know what i mean like like <laughs> but uh yeah yo old, huh? right yo so what's your first thought when you when you first got it when you played it like when did you first get a hold of the super nintendo i mean um i'm older than this joint by two years <laughs> older than this joint by two years so right you know um I my mom kind of started me from the ground level, you know what I mean. I had Atari first, yep. even though I'm clearly not older than Atari. Right. Then I had the regular Nintendo, and then I went into the Super Nintendo. Yep. So by the time the Super Nintendo came out, um, you know, it was really clear that I was a fan of Mario. So my first thought when I think of Super Nintendo is Mario because, right. um, that's the first game that I had when I received the Council Super Mario World. You know what I mean? And right. when you have a couple of brothers like you, you know, because <laughs> you have a couple of brothers, uh, <laughs> you know, Word. that game was dope because you don't have just one character. You got Mario, you got Luigi, two characters, and then you and your brother just come together and try to conquer the world of Mario. So yeah. that was my earliest memories, me and my sisters, me and my brothers just trying to, uh, you know, beat the game, which we absolutely never did. word man yo i mean yo uh like thinking about playing i remember like at that time i was still at the age where like you're watching your siblings play you know what i mean like you're watching them play and like they'll they'll pass you the wrong controller or 
cereal box. Like, yeah, you connected too, and they'll tuck it in the back of the console. <laughs> like, so like yeah, that's a fact. Or but like, yo, like when I think of it, the two, the three games I think of is Super Mario World and Donkey Kong Country One and Two. Those are those are the games that I legit think of. Like, and like, although I was young, I literally have a memory in my mind of watching my brother play Donkey Kong Country, and I thought it was like the coolest looking thing of all time. You know what I mean? That game um, still look cool. Yeah, man. Which, which, luckily, if you guys want to play, it's on the Nintendo Switch um, SNES online thing that's free. So check it out, man. I think I, oh, to be honest, I'm about to go yeah, download that. Yo, it's oh. uh, it's it's completely free. I can't, to be honest, of all the SNES games that are out, like the classics, I can't think of one that's not on there. Like it got Mario Kart, it got Super Mario World. Like I literally, to be honest. Like, I can't think of it. So, like, when I talk about, like, collecting games, the only reason why I'm saying, like, it's hard to find this stuff because I actually want the physical copies. If you just want to play it and you have a yeah. Switch, just turn on the Switch. It's literally right there. And the same goes for the NES, too. They All the games are there. Like, Mike Tyson's punch out all of them. All right. Like, so on the road. Like, check yeah. that out because I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking advantage of the power that's in my hands. Oh, man. I'm telling you, bro. Like, cause, well, when they first announced it, I was like, Okay, what is this? Is this going to be like the whack? You know what I mean? Like the whack games, yeah. or whatever. The first game that pop up, popped up was Zelda, Super Mario World. I was like, okay, you know what I mean? And then Mario That's Kart, and then Donkey Kong Country, and then I'm like, okay, so they putting out the real, you know what I mean? Like yeah. all their first party games, in which they did, and now it's, bro, it's it's ill because like now you don't got to go get the uh fifty dollar um mini joint or the um or get something online illegally you know what i mean now you can just yeah, get on the switch exactly. and play it you know, it's so no dope emulators man. or none of that just get Word. the switch and that's why the nintendo switch is catch it done past the ps3 and the xbox 360 catching up to yeah. the the predecessors you know what i'm saying like right <laughs> i mean is it's they 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 nintendo understands because think about Tell it me, man. xbox just threw it's on the Game Pass, Xbox use because uh, we ain't going to turn this into like a regular podcast episode, just a deep dive. So I'm yeah. just make this real quick point and I'm going to move away. If no, Xbox I got you. I got you. Got game Pass put all the OG Xbox games on the Game Pass instead of the stuff that they got on it right now. And PlayStation did the same thing in the PlayStation Store. The the console battles would be a different conversation. Conversation. Yes. It'd be 100%. a whole different conversation. Yeah, like. Hopefully. So if you listen and do it. <laughs> Microsoft, if you're well, uh, listening, that's the second thing. Right. <laughs> and do that. Facts. Yo, so with that said, yo, let's jump let's jump into the background. So we already said it dropped in nineteen ninety one. It was a sixteen bit console. And of course its main its main competition was the Sega Genesis, man. Like they yeah. call it the sixteen bit wars. It was Sega versus Nintendo at the time. No Microsoft, no Sony yet. So like, it's one. It's basically, if you wanted to play video games, like you had Atari with with the Jaguar and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but it wasn't the here same. in America mainstream? It was those two. Those were your two offerings, and like they they battled like the Genesis, which we'll cover next week. Spoiler alert! Uh, it dropped next week, but that dropped in 1989. So basically, Sega had the 16 bit joint versus Nintendo's uh-huh. eight. They're eight bit with the NES, and Sega was like, "Yo, we're stomping them. You got Mario, cool, but our games look better, they sound better, they play better. We're stomping you." 
Nintendo <laughs> in Nintendo form, and I know you're gonna laugh. They basically was like, "Yo, yes, are you a basic? Are you the main foe against us? Yeah, but if we played your games. We're not impressed." <laughs> so like <laughs> that. So that's why within those two years, there was not really much info out on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> they was like, "Yo, yeah, it, took, it took Sonic, right? It took Sonic. yeah." So they dropped Sonic, and then it took Sonic for them to make them really move. So this was probably around summer of 1990. Now, when they saw that Sega sales was going up, 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 and it was, and polls were saying that consumers were replacing the NES with the Sega, then they was like, all right. So and they kicked the yeah because it was the next gen. It's better, yeah. Like they're like, there's no shame. Like the the NES is dope, but it wasn't the Sega. You know what I mean? So basically, what that what happened then was Sega basically put out word like not only are our games like altered beasts and stuff great games, we're about to have our own flagship mascot like Mario and Sonic. Yeah, that's when Nintendo Beast was a good game. Yes, it was, and I can't wait to actually we're actually going to talk about that game next week. But um, literally, Nintendo was like, "Yo, it's time to." You know what I mean? It's time to go to war, yeah. basically. And they so here comes the Super Nintendo. Yeah, so the SNES drops, and then 16-bit graphics looks good. 32,000 colors, which is four times better than the eight. So 32,000 down to uh eight. You know what I mean? Like, Bruh. basically, yeah. it it doubled it. Basically, um, Nintendo at that time still had ninety percent market share, which is ridiculous. I can't even think of close to a hundred colors, bro. Bro, I'm, yo, I'm telling you, I, thirty-two thousand colors. What the- I think I know sixteen colors. So like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I had to just name, bro, somebody came to you and was like, "Yo, name fifty colors for I blast you, <laughs> blast your head off." The f- right, 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 bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> You have to know like eight different color reds or something, like eight <laughs> different color blues. Like how many? Like I don't even understand how you even know who all these colors. Right. Yo, and like literally, I'm sorry, that just, nah, nah, I feel you because compared to the Series X and the PlayStation Five, I think now it's at like 150 million colors or whatever. Like we're talking about, like at, <laughs> at this point, we talking hex codes. Yeah, they just making stuff. Yeah. Up. <laughs> Make it colors up, like right, bro. You know, so 150 million colors. They just make it. So with the SNES basically about to launch, it, Sega thought it'd be a cool idea, and we'll get into this side of, of it next week. That was like, yo, they about to drop something. So they dropped Sonic the Hedgehog in June mm-hmm. just to beat the SNES to launch. Literally, Sonic the Hedgehog is on record. The game was supposed to drop holiday '91. But when the Super Nintendo decided to drop when it did, they was like, oh, that's trippy. Yeah. So we're going to drop Sonic first so parents can buy our game. And when kids ask for the Super Nintendo, the parents are going to be like, nah, I just got you a brand new game. Go play it. <laughs> they ain't care about crunch culture in the 90s. Yeah, they, know. they was like, no. yo, bro, put an extra eight hours on the 24 hours you work and so you get this <laughs> game out. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. I'm already working 24 hours a day. I need you to work eight <laughs> more hours, though. You feel me? Because I need this game out before Sega's come. I mean, uh, you know, Nintendo come. Word, bro. That's crazy. So the Super Nintendo was engineered um, in Japan, of course, uh, by Masayuki Mi- Mimura, and he designed the original 
the original Nintendo and he's like basically he created the shell it came in, like the controller, all of it, the hardware, everything. And he retired. And when it was time to build it, yeah, literally. And then when he retired, they brought him out of retirement to make the new joint. And basically the big thing of the big selling point was, you know, now you're playing with superpower with the basically seven modes of graphics and rotations, basically the way things look on the screen for um that's tech basically. Mm-hmm. And mode seven was a, what allowed the, the, the screen to rotate and textures in the background. And so a good use of it would, would be super Mario world and how like now Mario can go behind the background. You know what I mean? Where yeah, that's the fact. only way to Mario do it in Super Mario Bros. 3 was a glitch. You know what I mean? Where you go behind the thing and, mm-hmm. and then the game would crash. Now they will, with that mode, it allowed for games like F Zero, um, Mario Kart, stuff like that to have, basically have stuff in the background. Now, if you're looking at it, you're like, it's not impressive, but think back to 1991. Like, it's a talk out of town. You know what I mean? Yeah, facts. So. Tough. I mean, Paul Rudd was like seven, fourteen. Right, right, yeah, literally, like that. he was a like baby face. Amazed at it. Interesting note about the the making of, of it. The audio was like the biggest jump. To be honest, is from the the way the NES sounds and the way the SNES sounds. It's a big jump, man. Like I love the Nintendo, but now you like it sounds horrible, bro. <laughs> Like it really do. do sound bad. Where the SNES, it still holds up. Obviously, it's not what we got I now. I still know some of the songs from the Super Nintendo I'm, in my head. I was just singing. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. On the podcast yesterday, literally, literally, bro. So like, it sounds a lot better. Well, that's because it was done by Sony. Literally, the Ken Kudaragi, the guy who made the PlayStation. Yes, at the time was partnering with Nintendo, and they actually did the sound chips. Nintendo to Greg Popovich of the rap uh, the, uh, the video game. Word, bro. You know I mean? So that's why it sounds so good. It's teaching people to be great in this. That's dope because I didn't. Yeah, know. like it's like a it's like a known fact, and like one of the cool things about it, I don't know if it's cool, but he won't admit to it. You know what I mean? But like, there's more than more than more than enough stuff out there that says it was him, basically. So from there, obviously, that's how it looked in japan it kept the same scheme it was bright family friendly friendly excuse me it was called the super famicom which is you know super family computer and then so but mm-hmm. over in america like here where we live that's not where gaming was going gaming was going it was teenage you know what i mean like the the genesis that's- altered beasts mortal Kombat, games like that it was you could make like the case it wasn't for kids Bloody at all. Boy, yeah, like man. it wasn't for kids at all. Like they were so teens and adults. You know what I mean? <laughs> Killer Instinct. Word. Killer Instinct was on Sega too, wasn't it? I uh, know. So it actually was on. Oh, that was Super on Nintendo. Yeah, Super Nintendo. Yeah. So okay. we're gonna get there because Nintendo had to make a pivot. You know what I mean? It had to because Sega was like, "Yo, I might have been it." Yeah. Sega legit was like, "Yo, we here for the uh, big kids." You know what I mean? And what they started doing was they allowed for people to, for like the older kids to be like, yo, gaming is for us. We're the ones in the arcade. We doing all this stuff. So one of the dope things that they did was said that uh, Sega did basically was basically they targeted that whole group and they kind of did leave out kids. But, you know, kids, they're going to want to 
always do what the older kids do anyway. You know what I mean? So the dope thing they did was they Nintendo was like, yo, we, we see what they're doing over there. So the what they started doing was they turned it from the bright with the red and the yellow and the and the white con- console. And that's why our version is gray with the purple. They wanted to make it look not like a toy. They wanted it to look older and for older kids, which is dope. And that's why it also has a slope. If you notice, every American Super Mm -hmm. Nintendo console, the console itself is sloped. The reason why kids are notorious to have a drink when they're playing games and they put the drink down, they should do it all the time with the NES, put the drink on it. You You know how kids are. They spill drinks. And then yeah, all of a sudden, I put my drink on it a couple I, I'm times. I'm telling you. And then all of a sudden, drink spills, and now you got to get a whole new console, right? So they basically was like, when they designed it, it was designed by a guy named Lance Barr. He designed it. He was like, yo, it, like basically, Nintendo was like, in America, the Super Nintendo is not a toy. This is for gamers. Yeah. Which that was dope because that's how they approached Sega. It was like, you know what? We make a stuff for the gamers too. So. And the, and the grown game was word too, not just the literally games. So basically, that's how the console was made. Like eventually, when when we get to covering the sixty four and the PlayStation and the Dreamcast, this part is going to get a little more in depth because I, obviously we're dealing with much higher technology. But for this, the new additions that came to it was a controller, of course. If you know the NES controller, it's boxy, the two buttons, the mm-hmm. D pad. They brought the D-pad back. They kept the two buttons, they, they, but they added two more buttons. And then they gave us the first time we saw the shoulder buttons. You know what I mean? Which basically stayed from here on out. Every controller from there on out has shoulder buttons. You know what I mean? Whether it was triggers or the actual buttons nice. themselves. And basically, that was it. Like The, the console itself was pretty... I, I hate to say bare bones, but it is. It's, it's a gray and pur- purple console that uses cartridges you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's real yeah it don't, it's not much yeah, different yeah more simpler than that but the controller was dope like like it's still one of uh it's probably top three controllers what what do you think about the controller did you like it did you not like it i would i mean it ain't just i don't know i could say top three i gotta guess i gotta think about the controller the xbox controller yep obviously would be the 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 top controller yeah. in my mind. Um, all three of them joints, so that probably would eliminate that. Yeah. Out of my top three. Uh, and then Dreamcast is up yeah. there as well. Yeah, because I, I just like the hand yep. form fitting hand joints. PlayStation is like literally the worst controller ever because it always gives you hand cramps. I, I agree with that. Play. What uh, um, what about Sega? Yeah, which one did uh, you like better, that or the Sega joint? Actually, I kind of like Sega's better because Sega's was more fat. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? It was more. It was more fat. It, it felt like. Uh, I think like the Super Nintendo controller was more like a PlayStation size to me. Yep. So it's like, smaller. Yeah. Wait, hands, wait. So that joint is it was a little bit harder to grip. I still love playing it. I still play it right now. I still got the controllers right now. I with you, bro. But the Sega controllers are probably a little more comfortable. Yeah. So from there, basically, they they dropped it in '91 as 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 we said a few times, it came out for $199, $200, y'all. And at the time, it was expensive, of course. You know what I mean? At this time, the gen, this is just, yeah. just dropped down to 150 which was another 
petty move because they knew it was going to debut at 199 so then the genesis dropped the price to be like hey we're cheaper too <laughs> yeah, like that's a fact sega is put in perspective jordan's was 90 dollars. yeah yeah around yeah. this time when the nintendo was 200 dollars. so jordan's is 250 right now so that's probably an equivalent to the comparison of the the councils right now so your parents give you a hard time about a 500 dollar council that's the same uh issue was getting in the in the 90s on the 200 dollar council yes so you got to remember that price differences and the money value difference word um so in the box you got it didn't come with a packing game as most consoles at the time didn't um sega did but it didn't but uh it came with the rf cable if you remember that's with the little switch for channel or three or four it goes into the back of the old school mm-hmm. tvs kids ask your parents like <laughs> if you, you yeah, don't know ask your parents don't access <laughs> or it came with the and plus it came with the av cords too which at the time was new you know what i mean like that was like it wasn't like common for some for something to come with it with that and AV cords are, are those like a thing in the past too now with the HDMI cords out now? Like, do kids know what that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, people still, I mean, they still on the back of TVs. Kids still, okay, all right, all right, all right. I was gonna say, because like, I mean, it's it's slowly but surely going, yeah. On. I was gonna, my kids probably won't know what they are, right? When they, I would, well, I ain't gonna say my kids, our kids yeah. won't know what they are when they get older, yeah, It'll just be HDMI, okay. but do know, like, the generation before them, probably too, yeah, yeah, them joints probably dead. Still in the back of TVs, but it's just like the uh, the screw in with the with the channel switch. <laughs> Word, it was in the back bro. of the TVs with the AV oh cords for a minute yeah. too. Now the the TVs don't even nope. have them joints no nope. more. Nope. You gotta look for an old old TV at somebody <laughs> garage sale. Word, you know what I'm saying. Yo, but when it dropped, you know, parents were outraged. You know what I mean? Because obviously the the three launch games, which we'll talk talk about, was. Um, so Mario World, we talked about we talked about this yesterday on the podcast. Super Mario World, F Zero, and Pilot Wings. Well, when they saw Super Mario World, Nintendo thought it was going to be like, a, "Oh my God, look at look at this great game we got!" Mode Seven with all the rotation mm-hmm. and all that. Parents was like, "Okay, well, why couldn't they have played this on the the NES?" They don't. Un- they didn't understand sixteen and and eight bit. Yep. They don't understand. They didn't understand. Parents that. were outraged. Like it was on the news. You could still look up news articles and everything. They literally thought it was a scam. They thought it was, that they thought they they were, were were being scammed. Whereas now it's more. You know how many kids ain't getting the next <laughs> game because their parents thinking that that is the same as this, the, the the one before the PS4. Or, yeah, it'd be like that. And like you can convince a parent to buy a Sega because it's a whole other company. But for a Nintendo, yes, it was it like, why am I buying too. this? You know what I mean? And I was because mm-hmm. it's a super in the right, front. right, right. <laughs> like, well, like mm-hmm. in like, oh my god, in like, you know, there's black parents. Like, well, well, then don't be su- super. Then like, don't be super. Then like, yeah, <laughs> put a, I'm gonna put a cape on a regular Nintendo. Call that super, right? You know what I'm <laughs> like that. Or yo, so basically with that. That was that. So basically, let's get into the games that launched. Three launch games, all three winning on and sold a lot. You know what I mean? Super Mario World is one yeah. of the highest selling games. High Lily Wings did great, and F Zero is high selling as well. Um, and the three launch games, just a quick note, was developed by, by a group led by Shigeru 
Miyamoto. If you know this podcast, you've heard that name a bunch of times. Anything Nintendo in the 90s he's connected to, he's the father of uh, Mario 64, which obviously is one of the most yeah, legendary also, games. Said his name a thousand, a thousand times. times, right? But oddly enough, they had 15 months to make those three games, which is ridiculous. See what I was saying about crunch culture not being a thing. Here we go Here again, we right? What that was. Here we go again, yeah. And like 15 months to make three games? That's crazy. And these three games, believe, believe it or not, they are detailed. They, they may not look at now, but put your mind Mario back World then. Mario World is awesome. And they yes. did that with two other games. Right. And I think it was like a group of like six. So here we That's go again, ridiculous. right? Like, <laughs> here we go again That's with ridiculous. Nintendo and their crunch culture. Like, insane, Nintendo bro. get your life. Because, if, I mean, if, if they could make these three, if they could make beautiful games like this, and that time and that kind of pressure, imagine if they had no pressure and they had 15 months to make one game. Right, bro. Some of the legendary games, bro. Ever. That's crazy. Some of the legendary games that dropped on the SN, yeah. The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. What'd you think about that game, bro? Real quick. Do you Legend remember Zelda, it? Link to the Past. I played that a really tiny bit, but yeah. when I was younger, when I was more older, and it's I wild. even had played. Breath of the Wild, but this game is kind of kind of dope. I, I I need to get more into it though. I didn't. It gets really skipped get over. It like really it. does. Like it gets skipped skipped over because I, obviously you got the OG one, the Legend of Zelda. You got the Ocarina yeah, Time like OG one. that dropped on the sixty four. Those two are like the most heralded, and of course Breath Breath of the Wild on the Switch, right? So those those nice. three games are like the bit bit biggest one. This one is dope. Obviously, it put an emphasis on Link. And like that was basically the introduction to Link. It was a good game. I mean, it was a lot of people call it the best Super Nintendo game of all time. But I don't agree. I think Super Mario World is. But also, um, yeah, me too. Yeah. Also, we saw the debut of Metroid with Super Metroid. Uh, Metroid was a fun game. Dope. Uh, Chrono Trigger, which I didn't play that game until recently. Um, I got a never even heard of that game. Copy, you feel me? It's it's That's hard to explain. That I got to look into. <laughs> it's, hard to like explain. it's hard to explain. Eh, I know folks are gonna kill me for this, but you can skip it. I don't know. But yeah, okay, yeah, so, sound great to me. I'll just look at it on YouTube and keep it pushing. I'm telling you, Final Fantasy VI. I love Final Fantasy franchise. Beloved, um, yeah. I haven't played all of the Final Fantasies, but I, I definitely yeah looking at six. You're going to be hyped about this one. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Legendary. Yes, this, yeah, you know that. One of my favorite games of all time. Fighting games of all yeah. time. But Bro. It's not my favorite fighting game yes. of all time. I'm talking Super classic. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo is a classic game. I put a, a, a insane amount of hours on this game. I could ooh, ooh, just <laughs> hear knocking people out. Just off my head. Round three. Fight. Oh like, man, look, I can remember everything. That game is was it. Telling you, bro. Super That's Mario Kart, which ironically they wanted to make Mario Kart going back to the original, but the technology was not there to make it. So here was the debut of Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Yeah, that game is fun, man. Like I don't care. Nobody like says direction they're going in now too, though. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad direction they're going into. I think they should keep going in this direction. Family friendly. My yep. kids love it. Well, my and my by the way. You can play Super Mario Kart for SNES online on the Switch with friends. 
don't know if you know that or not. I didn't know that. But you can play the games online. Basically, if it's multiplayer, you then you can play it online, which is dope. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Star Fox. Yo, Xbox and PlayStation. <laughs> you know what, bro? I give you one more. Forget the Xbox and Play PlayStation. Nintendo. We need that for the 64. That's what we're waiting on. Facts. That's what we're waiting yeah. on. That's what we're waiting Put on. Put the 64 bro. games on the Switch yes. too. That's what we're waiting on. And then let us do that. All, all, all three of y'all get in the, in the box and figure <laughs> out how y'all going to do this for us. Is you done as you finish? Put some respect on our games. Word. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, we saw the debut of Star Fox as well. Star Mario Fox. had an RPG game was dropped. Mega Man trash, X. By the way. Yeah, it, it was gonna, trash. We not I don't care what nobody say. Trash. I, you saw that me, right? I tried. Like. Super trash. Yes. And I love Mario. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure I give him a criticism. Right, this right, right. It. This game is not it. Don't do this again. No, nah, right? it's not. It's not a good game. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, this, that game is trash. Mega Man was on the Super Nintendo before it moved over to PlayStation. It was on Super Nintendo. Mega Man X is a dope game. In fact, I didn't know it was on Super Nintendo. Actually. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's yep. Earthbound. So, if not too many of here in America are familiar with Earthbound, but if you play Smash Bros. Ness, that's where Ness comes from. Lucas, like from Smash Bros. That's where they're from. I always wondered where. I yep. thought he was like from backyard baseball or something. <laughs> I, I never. I was always trying to figure out where where yeah, this bro. came from. Like, what yo, it's crazy because. Earthbound is a game that in Japan we're talking like mm-hmm. like they're it makes their list all all the time of the top games. For some reason, we got this one, but we never we didn't get too many, you know what I mean? You never got Earthbound? Like I never even heard of that. So Did we Earth, ever get that game? So we got that game here on the Super Nintendo. And then they Did it flop or something? Because I No, it sold well. Though. And then they made wow. the sequel in Japan. In J- Japan, the game was called Mother. So instead of Earthbound is called Mother, right? They got one mm-hmm. for the 64, and I played it like on a, like a modded 64. Um, and that yeah. game was dope. Why we never got it here in America, I'm going to have to do a background on it because I have no idea. I'm telling you, that game Crazy. is dope. Like, yeah, we need to figure out where Ness, who Ness is, man. Right. So we got Earth. And now we're getting into my game, bro. Donkey Kong Country, bro. Oh my god, yo, that game is like, I still play it on a Switch all the time. Literally. No I play that one and I as well as Donkey Kong Country 2 as well. I play those games all all the time. I that's my favorite game on a 64. I do think Super Mario World is the best. But I mm-hmm. but that's my favorite game on a on the um Super S- Nintendo. Yeah. And then uh what, what's up? Hold on, hold on. Cause I only played this game, Donkey Kong Country, like two times. Yep. And I had a ton of fun, so I'm deaf. So, is, is it into the, is it? Oh, 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 oh. It's in the red joint, right? The red app that come on the Swiss. Yes. All yep. right. Just making sure I get my apps right. Yes, I'm yeah, telling you, bro. Apps right too. Cause I'm about to go get that. I want to play that before I go to sleep tonight. No doubt, bro. I'm telling you, so much fun, and it looks gorgeous. Just because, of course, they kind of you know enhanced it or whatever. Yeah, gotta but, amp it up a little. But bit. It, but it plays the same. It really does. It plays the same. Like. Um, Sim City is a dope game that actually I um I got it um I I paid for it um but I'm, it's getting shipped to me so I've never actually played it mm-hmm. but that but that's a game that dropped on a SNES it's beloved 
I know nothing about it, though. I'm not even lying. I can't wait to, to play it because I know nothing about it. I didn't even look it up just so I could play it fresh. Yeah. But I've been hearing a lot. So that's going to be on like uh, when we do the regular show. And it's uh, I played SimCity when it first came out. Okay. Talk about like it then. Old dude. Talk about <laughs> it. I feel like an old dude when it, when if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, I I ain't gonna say when the first came out because I'm not sure when the first okay. came out. So that'll be a lot right. fresh off the gate, right? I right. played this game for PC though when I was really younger. You know what I'm saying? Um, when PCs was first making its way out there in in the world and the Max, and they first started being able to put the video games on the computer. Sim City was one of the games. Uh, that you could play on a computer was uh, uh, Roller Coaster ty- Typhoon, uh, Sim City. You know, the games yep. like that you can play. You was able to play right. online. Sim City was one of the first ones, and I enjoyed my time playing this. Uh, this game is kind of crazy. It could it could really kind of suck you in. You could get addicted because it's almost like living a real life, and you into right. those kind of games where you got to take care of yourself all day. That's the game for you. You know, you could build your really like a real life. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So you're gonna have fun. I I feel like you're gonna get deep in it, and uh, we're gonna just keep up. You know, we're gonna check on you as far when they get the game. Oh yeah, without a doubt. uh, See how you like. I think it's set to. I believe it's set to get here Friday. So obviously, on the next show, I'll be able to talk about it. But um, so let's talk about the what changed was some of the things about it that was you unique, and let's start off with. They tried to make it backwards compatible. So they oh, was going to uh, add it like a slot in the back for the NES cartridge to uh, fit. Because obviously they're not the same shape. Yeah. The NES one is longer and the SNES is wider. Um, but they scrapped it last minute due to cost. Budget cuts just happens with every console. And that would have um, It would have been dope, extremely though. Extremely ugly. It would have been dope, though. But it yeah. Been ugly as hell. You would have had two L but, cartridges out. It would have... <laughs> <laughs> the game would have been throwing up the L all day. <laughs> Word, man. Uh, one other thing is, basically, they wanted, and then from there, they put ports on it, which they're, they're still there on the Japanese one and on the North American ones, and those were for expansion. And in the early 90s, expansion was the key. Yeah. The Genesis, which we'll talk about next week, we know you, you could build that thing up to be six feet tall mm-hmm. with, like, <laughs> with all the expansions with the 32X and the CD and all that. Well, one of the, the reasons why they put the ports on it was for the Nintendo PlayStation. Yes, you heard that right. Nintendo the Nintendo PlayStation, PlayStation was going to be a peripheral that uh, that the SNES would sit on top, very similar to the um, Sega CD. And basically, it was going to play this. It was going to be developed and joint by Nintendo and Sony. And then at the last minute, Nintendo basically said, what does Sony know about video games? Scrap it. And so which of course and became a powerhouse. Yes. And literally, I'm not even lying. Thank like you, Nintendo. That's how we got the PlayStation. Yeah, like literally, that's how we got the PlayStation in '95. Thank you, Nintendo. But it would have been dope. Got none of these dope games that PlayStation is putting out. Right. We'd have been it, playing Mario for PlayStation right now, which I wouldn't have been mad at, but I kind of would have been now that I know what God of War, all that stuff. It would have been right. Mario or War. You feel me? That don't and it worked. Right. It worked. It worked out for the best because, to be honest, 
the Nintendo PlayStation, it would have been dope, but it would have been a lot like the Sega CD. So what does it actually matter? You know what I mean? Yeah. To be completely honest, like, it's one of those things that, like, eh, is it really that cool? Was it really that important? Probably not. Nah. So the fact that it led off into us getting a, a real console, it was dope. Well, I mean? it was important in the sense that it made PlayStation, you know, gave PlayStation that uh, confidence booster go and do it they self you know what i'm saying yeah you know yeah nintendo could have scrapped them very nicely and playstation could have just went in a hole and died but they was kind of jerky about it from the way you made it sound and you know playstation like, now they were prove, yeah prove a point to you and they still doing a great job with it so yeah like look man look i love nintendo i really do but they cocky <laughs> like on, like on the real like yeah. they are like I mean, if, look at the numbers. If, right. If they feel like, you know, their their thing is better, then that's what they're going to do. You know what I mean? At the numbers. But the Nintendo PlayStation is something that it could have been dope. That looks but, incre- incredibly ugly, by the way. You no, know, it does. On the real. It does. <laughs> that looks incredibly yeah. ugly. I would have still copped it, though. Immediately. Yeah. But one of the things that did make it was... um. The satellite, the well, satellite. How do you even say that? Satellite view, basically, is what I'm going to call it. It was it was out in Japan only, mm-hmm. and basically, it was kind of the first semblance of DLC. Okay. If that makes sense, and basically, from there, you can play games that were like basically built upon like F Zero Two, which we didn't see. Like, mm-hmm. like, or or games like, or uh, basically remastered the Legend of Zelda from the NES, and you could play it. Basically, oh, you play it via satellite, as now what we call stream. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and it was dope, but it didn't really get to America because America had I I, mean, I can't think of the name. I'll know the name next week because Sega was where really took off, and you played it via you know the phone cable and the modem and all that. Mm-hmm. But basically, yeah, we're talking about using the internet basically to play video games. And it started in the 1990s. This is, you know what I mean? Like, now it's commonplace. Now we, like, tomorrow we're going to play Back for Blood. Yes, sir. Online with PlayStation and whatever. But back then, like, the fact that they had this technology in 1991 is dope. You know what I mean? That was amazing. We still have flip phones. We couldn't right. even play right. video games on our phone. We, besides right. Snake. And you right. snake wasn't even a, it, it was not as dope as it sound. It's like a black line moving around on your phone. That's what the game was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That don't sound fun, do it? Yeah, it wasn't. That's the games we had in the '90s, and they had internet to play multiplayer on the internet in the '90s. That's kind of dope. Yeah, it's one of those things that like it's dope, but again, between the only that my only like gripe about boot. <laughs> what is that like my only problem with with the 16-bit era was they tried to go with the peripherals and like it comes off as a money grab you know what i mean yeah you got the console but you got to get this you got the console but you got to get that and it's like nah now the funniest thing they they tried to do was like they tried to boot. they they <laughs> they tried to utilize the internet so you so you could use the Super Nintendo to bank. Yes. Your home banking. That's crazy. Like <laughs> that's dope. I was thinking about that back in the nineties. 
Now, yeah, now you're like, doing that with no problem. You really do home bank. It's on your phone. Yeah, and like we're like to be honest, we're talking about basically forward thinking. So the thoughts were not wrong. It's just like now you think about it, it's like this is stupid. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, what what is this, man? But like, yeah, basically you use the internet and front for, for there. You it came with like a control controller that looked like a, it had a keyboard on it and a number pad and it's exactly what you think it is, basically. And it was targeted at those who didn't have computers yeah that was now that was for rich did people. It, i ain't gonna lie right like now did it take off <laughs> yo like did it take off no of course not <laughs> like of course it didn't take off afford that but, the game's already 200 dollars. they probably charge you 50 for that keypad right like, but it didn't take off but yo as you said they were forward thinking you know what i mean yeah, it's fact. one of the dopest thing, things about it is they didn't Basically, if they had an idea, they looked into it. What? That thing so right there what, probably sell for a million dollars, that keypad. Oh, my God, bro. a fresh one? Yo, if you got one, guys, hold on to it and then start the, you know, to let folks know so they can place their bids. As you said, it's worth a lot of money. Thanks. Especially if you have, actually, if you happen to have a Nintendo PlayStation, which is like a, I think there's only three of them in the world. Sheesh. You so if you happen to have one, I could get a billion for that. You sent no money, yeah. You sent no money, right? Somebody right dumb now. enough to give you at least ten million for that to go get. <laughs> Yo, but let's talk about the reception, man. Sales. They sold one point six million copies in the first four months, Sheesh. and they thought that was down. They thought that was down. They thought they thought that was bad. They expected to do much more, much more. But it beat what Sega did. In the entire year. Kind of. Actually, no, it didn't. So Sega sold 1.6 the entire year. Nintendo did 1.4 in the in the first four months. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. So they just didn't beat Sega, but we're talking about four four months versus four, four versus twelve. Nah, they beat them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By all means they beat them. them. And from that point on, they didn't look look back. It I it outsold the Sega. Um, right now it's it's just under fifty million units lifetime. If you combine North North America and Japan, which is absurd, there's not t- too many higher. The Game Boy, uh, PlayStation Two, numbers don't three sixty, PS three, the Switch. That's it. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just shows, man. Like it was the console is. But loved reception, every game company they thought it was dope. Super Mario World, as we said, called one of the best games of all time. The Legend of Zelda, uh, to a link to the past, one of the highest games, one of the highest rated games of all time. I think it got a 10 out of 10 from most places. The consoles loved, you know what I mean? Like anybody, basically, a lot of folks like our age. That might that might be where they got their start. If they missed out on the NES, if you was in school, ain't no way in hell you missed out during this era. Everybody had one of the two. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a fact. Sega or Nintendo, you had to have one. Yeah, and like so and if you had Xbox, that was a PlayStation. Yeah, Xbox literally. Yeah, back in, back in the day. Literally, and if you had one, but you didn't have the other, you go to your friend's house and you play the other one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and you had it's both really simple. 
Yeah, man. And like from there, we can even jump jump into the legacy because it's like the same 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 thing. So yes, when you look back on it, bro, like what do you think about the Super Nintendo and just that time? Like, I mean, the Super Nintendo came around at a time where, you know, uh, I ain't gonna say came around a time where because we all we all done known about the petty shit by now, you know. <laughs> Super Nintendo, yeah, really right, right, right. They wasn't trying to let Sega get the sales, but hundred percent, which is smart go, too. Man, um, this game and this system, I meant to say. Uh, have some of the best video game memories that you know we can share with our loved ones and kids and pass it down like i got bart simpson new nightmare i have Ooh. you know super mario world i got zombies Eight neighbors you know oh what I'm my saying? god bro when i'm gonna go get a few more titles for the super nintendo but these are games i got in the crib you know yep the super nintendo literally sitting right in front of me as we yep. talk about it you know what I'm saying? Well, next week, the Sega is going to be right in front of me when we talk about yep. it because, you know, it's in the next room. But Yeah, um, I'm telling you, bro. You know, these are games that kids can start off on, really get an appreciation for, one, their life. Because yep. in these games, if you die, there's no save point. So you got to start all over. So when they get to, the, yeah. you know, these newer games, that's kind of harder, but you get to live all the time. Uh, yep. they won't really need that, you know, to kind of make them more of an expert at what they're doing, take things more carefully and help them kind of break down the other uh, newer games. And I think, you know, these newer games, you don't really get that because you get the tutorials, the instructions, go out there, get killed until you get good because you're going to come yep. back anyway. And you're going to start from where you died anyway. You know, so yeah, that legacy always going to remain. Work hard, be good, and you can actually get the games. Telling you, bro, like the Super Nintendo is one of those like the NES is credited with saving video games because obviously they had the collapse and all that with the Atari and the and the two. So basically, they say Mario saved gaming, right? If if and if that's true, which it is, then the Super Nintendo, along with the Sega, which we'll talk about next week, that. That grew it to new heights. You know what I mean? Like, Facts. if if not for these two consoles, the NES would have died out, and we probably wouldn't even be doing this podcast now because it wouldn't be much to talk about. You know, unless it was just a history one or a or a tech podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's and like the sixteen bit war, man. Like I'm telling you, bro, it's one of those things that like without it, that's like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Literally, right, that right. To save the sport. One hundred percent. Save right. Literally to say the sport, man. And like, I mean, it's funny you say say that because now we got esports and stuff like that. But without this, this is where it started. The tournaments, it started with these two consoles. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I mean, Street we really title. pause it right there for now. But of course, we're gonna bring up the Super Nintendo again next week, guys, because you can't tell the story of one console without the other. Like it's they were built to beat each, each other. other. Yeah, they were built to beat each other. You know what I mean? So. But that said, yo, literally, we're going to wrap this up now. We will be back next week, not only with a regular uh, show that 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 we do every week, but also we're going to have a deep dive on the Sega Genesis, man. So it's Sonic's turn. We just did Mario Sonic's yes. turn. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So just as a quick look forward to, what's some of the games you liked on the Genesis, bro? Uh, Like I mentioned earlier in today's episode, Alter Beast was... Uh Oh my Sonic. Sonic Whew. the Hedgehog. Sonic, yep. Sonic 2. Um, yep. You know, uh, 
NBA Live 90 yep. anything. Um, <laughs> Street oh, Fighter. Oh, man. I'm with no, you. No, wait. Actually, no. I had Street. I didn't have Street Fighter for Sega. Did I have Street Fighter 2 Turbo for Sega? I don't remember what I had Street Fighter 2 Turbo for. I don't remember. It wasn't. I don't think you it might, was Sega. You, it probably was Super Nintendo. Streets of Rage? Streets of Streets Rage. Rage. Nah, that's not. I wasn't thinking about Streets of Rage, but yeah, Streets of Rage as well. I like Streets of Rage. It's a classic one. But, uh, I'm trying to but remember yeah, what I mean, I had that game for. I can't remember. For me, Streets of Rage, uh, The Simpsons, Bart's Nightmare. I had that. The Lion King game. I, I had that for Sega. I forgot about uh, that. Alex Kid, Alex Kid, which we'll talk about next week too, which launched with the Sega. Uh, Kid Chameleon, like you know what I mean, with the, with the Genesis is one of my like personal favorite comic of all time. So like literally, when I bring up that, so next week it's going to be hard to not be biased because like I love the Super Nintendo. Don't get me wrong, there's not too many games that that ever dropped that I didn't love. But the Sega just has a special place in my heart. Oh, okay. So well, we're gonna Nintendo. pause it. I thought I knew I wasn't. But okay. I knew it was one of the senders. <laughs> you know, well, I know I had that joint. <laughs> you know, I, I did have both systems, so you know what I'm saying. It gets confusing at times. I know I had it. That's the, uh, I feel bro, you. Listen, I played that game a freaking ton. Um, right, yeah, right. <laughs> you, you could put a board on the thing, and I could do the background music. You know, I ain't playing when I say I could do it because I'd improved on the show. Countless times. If I say I know a, a song off the top of my head, I'm gonna say. <laughs> Word, yo, yo. So we gonna, so basically, we gonna pause it right here, and we'll be back next week. If you haven't had the chance to listen to the joint yesterday, go back and listen to it. We talked about Super Mario World, F Zero, Pilot Wings, and next week again, we'll be back. We talking about Sega next week as well as you know the industry news and topics and all that. Plus, we're going to have a deep dive on Sega. So we'll catch you guys next week. Tsunamic Wave, take it away, bro. Hey, man. Y'all enjoy your night, man. I appreciate you guys for coming and enjoying the deep dive. Uh, this is something different, but we love to do it. See you next week for the Sega Genesis. Peace, guys. Yeah, peace. What's up, guys? It's Jay Brown from Past the Six Podcast. A lot of you have asked me, is it hard to start a podcast? My answer has always been, it can be. Equipment, cover art, finding an audience, all can be time and brain consuming. That's why we use Buzzsprout. In our opinion, Buzzsprout is the best and easiest way to start your podcast. From putting episodes out to the major platforms like Apple and Spotify, to marketing your show, all the way to tracking those podcast stats. Buzzsprout makes all of this not only easy, but fun. The behind the scenes of podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. Now it's time for me and Tsunami Wave to pass the sticks to you so you can start your podcast. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout. By following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know we sent you. It also gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and helps support our show. Thank you, and let's get on with the show.